hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the season of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. Were we canceled? We're not canceled. Oh, we're not. We're we're renewed, just like fresh off the boat. Oh, that's great. Um, oh fuck, no. No, <laughs> I know. Hope you guys aren't too disappointed. Imagine we should just <laughs> honestly, when this episode comes out, we should just start tweeting. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, exactly. There's so so much anger. Yeah. My name is John. My name is Caitlin. You already said that. Well, I just didn't want anyone to lose track of me. Anyway, John, this what, episode what? is uh, the finale. <laughs> And I have thoughts on the title. Oh. Hear them. Wow, we're finally here. Okay. We're finally here. Yeah, John absolutely loves uh, doing this podcast with me. We're doing it what like he's saying right now. We're doing it like in bunker condition. We right are. Now, I, too. We're literally, we just are in the bedroom. I hope we that's not. We had to be relegated really to a back room. I just. This is the bedroom. I know. John is looking around at the clothes. I've just are never everywhere. been here before. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of clothes everywhere. There's a lot of bins, and they're all filled with clothes. But did you like our starry sky? Yes, I like your fa- your uh, your fabric starry uh, sky yeah, a lot. That was Ian's contribution. And you know what? It's great. It's great. I know. It's great. And mine was all the fucking clothes everywhere. I so. see. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're killing it. So um, it's funny. My friend uh, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. You don't listen to this, <laughs> but um, she she helped us decorate our living room and our kitchen and all that stuff because she's an interior designer and. That looks cool. Like, that looks nice, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, the bedroom, we were like, no, nah, don't worry about the bedroom. And then we were just like, let's put everything that we don't. Anyway, not important. No, I remember you, like, you, like, had someone come in to design your home, and now it looks, like, desert-themed outside. I love it. Exactly. And then in here, it's just like. I... <laughs> Do you not like it, John? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We need new curtains. These are gray curtains. One matches. One doesn't match the other one. Like, these are two different curtains. They have different thickness, and they are different, um, like, colors. You just can tell. You just can't tell unless, like, you know already. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, John, do I go first about the episode? Yes. I was just double-checking you on it. Okay, so it's called... Oh, what? Did you find a thing? Well, there's... Yeah, but if you want to go first. Okay, well, this episode was originally titled Apocalypto, which is that Mel Gibson movie. Um, the, the one he directed, right? Yes. It's, like, about the Mayans. Um, yes. And this is not what the title of the episode is called, so I'm not going to get too into it, but... I wonder what the how, what that would have had to do with the episode. Unless there's, like, that guy survived the night also. Maybe they were like, this doesn't really work, so let's do something else. <laughs> but this actual episode is called Survive the Night. Yes. And I couldn't find anything except for a video game, um, which is a zombie survival video game. What about you? Uh, I found that it's the name of a song... From a video game called Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Which is definitely not the basis for this episode, because that video game, why would they do a song from a video game? And the video game is, like, about being stuck at a Chuck E. Cheese after night, after dark. And, like, that the, sounds great. the animatronics come alive wow. and try to Don't kill you. Wow, don't you want to play that game? I've heard it's terrifying. Yeah, I think we should go, like, do that. That sounds fun. But you might, you're probably more correct. Because okay. it's a, it's like your survive the nights is the game, which is a like a survival game. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and it was funded by Kickstarter, I believe, which is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So yeah, John, what else have we got? Uh, we've got a writer you may have uh, you may have heard of him. His name's Roberto. Purple. He's written um, I don't know like a few unimportant episodes of the show. Yeah, it's mm, fine. Meh, meh, meh. 
We love you, Roberto. We love your bow tie. Please tweet at us one day. Cool. It was directed by Rachel Talalay. We don't know if she wears bow ties. This is like her third episode of Riverdale after uh, Chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine, Chapter 41, Manhunter. And this episode is pretty much like kind of down the barrel of one storyline, so we figured we'd just go straight through yeah. old school. So um, we open with Tony at Penelope Blossom House. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. She's at Cheryl's house, and Penelope Blossom is like, good thing I was stopping by to pick up my mail. Right, of course. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, what would you have done? Here, have some definitely safe tea. I would never take a single thing that Penelope Blossom offers me. I mean... Unless it was money. Did anyone tell Tony about, like, the milkshakes? <laughs> oh, yeah! Were the milkshakes evil? No, they no, weren't. No, they were just milkshakes? They were just milkshakes. I thought, no, it was... Crazy ex-girlfriend where the milkshakes were uh, were drugged one time. Mm. I think we thought the milkshakes would be evil, but they weren't. Or were they? Were the milkshakes evil? I can't remember. I can't remember, and I don't know how to Google It's been that. so long. Season one. Season one. Oh, that was when Jason Blossom was really dead. <laughs> oh, Do you know we accidentally got it right last week? Wait, we did? Yeah, you off the cuff was like, chick is Jason Blossom. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and then you so just smart. we just steamrolled right past it. But like It's chick. Oh, that's so funny. You know, guys, I really did not expect any of this to happen. <laughs> and it it happened. And I think that's okay. Because I was actually very satisfied with this finale. John had other I'm plans. less so. Yeah. yeah. I'm not uh I'm not sold on it. So basically, okay, so in the next scene, FP and Jughead... Listen, if they're going to suggest Archie's going to fight a bear, <laughs> I want to see Archie fight a bear. <laughs> yeah, and he fought a grizzly man. <laughs> but... It's the same thing. The who, Hulk wearing who, bear stuff? Who is he? I don't know. Where is he from? Is Did Penelope, like, lobotomize him and make him her slave? Right, right, right. I don't know. Should we talk about FP and Jughead? Oh, my God. I would love to. Okay, so FP and Jughead... Jughead's basically like, but Jason Blossom, can you do the Jughead voice? But Jason Blossom can't be alive. He's dead. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah. So uh, that happens. We're not all born gifted with an ability. John, <laughs> please. I don't want to kill my father for Black Hood, even though he is clearly going to murder me and so many other people in Riverdale. He's completely irredeemable. He's completely irredeemable. He's trying to shoot his own daughter. He murdered several people at prom night, and yet, for he's, some reason... He's my father. He's my father. He is the darkness inside of me. I am Dark Betty Polly hybrid woman. Anyway, that happened. <laughs> So basically, Jughead and FP are like, blah, 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 we're doing a thing, like, let's find out who the real Gargoyle King is, it can't be Jason Blossom, I'm gonna right. go figure right. this Jughead's shit like, out. Right, because Jughead's like, listen, I know, like, the proof I needed to believe Jason Blossom was alive was to ha- find nobody in there, Yeah, and I know I found exactly that, but I still don't believe Jason Blossom's alive. I can't believe that we did not see this coming last week. I mean, we kind of didn't, like, see it coming at all. The... Oh, the chick thing? The chick thing. I can't... I mean, we, like, joked about it. We always joked, like, yeah, chick will be back. I just would never have given him the credit. I guess I really thought Jason Blossom was alive. Because chick kind (laughs) of sucks. Why did I think Jason Blossom was alive? That was so dumb. That was so dumb of me to think that. Because it's too intoxicating, the thought of hearing Jason Blossom speak. 
I know. You're like, who wouldn't want to be a king? We still, <laughs> we still don't know what it would sound like, but obviously very similar to John's impression. <laughs> Trevor Steins, seriously, if you listen to this, just call hold us. On, hold we on, hold on. Caitlin, to- we could get anyone on this <laughs> podcast and say they're him. And the people would believe us. Because they have no way to connect voice to face. He could just be like, I can't believe we got you. He can't book like a romantic comedy or something. We can't have that happen. We have to sabotage his career. (laughs) Yeah, we have to make sure. No one. He only does modeling from that point forward. I get it, though. He is a very handsome man. He has a good face. So the next scene, Edgar and Betty, um, or Edgar is. Yeah, Edgar's about to lobotomize Betty. Betty. You can't steal Bitty someone's Betty. brain. You can't sell a brain. He's, like, about to open up her brain. I guess you could sell a brain. Can't you? You could sell a brain. Should we Google that? I, well, you could. You can't get a brain transplant, but you can sell a brain to, like, science or hospitals. Oh, probably. you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that makes more sense. I do kind of feel like you couldn't make money off of organs, though, like that. Like, I don't know if you could just sell body parts without it being, like, donated. But I bet if they killed Betty, they could figure I mean, that shit yeah, out. Yeah, I, if I were him, I'd, like, do, like, something little and then just sell her body to science. Right. What, what if he just murdered her? Just wholesale. Her? Get rid of the whole thing at once. Well, that's kind of what he did. He did. So. He did. That was a very disturbing concept when I thought. Did we run right past the part where Penelope Blossom knocks out Tony? Like, she, she drugged it? Oh, I think we just implied. Okay, great. They've all seen the They've episode. They've seen the episode. Imagine listening to this episode of our podcast being the first episode of this podcast and you haven't watched an episode of Riverdale ever. They'd be like, who the fuck are these annoying people and why did I download this? There's a lot of inside jokes to this one. Yeah, I don't really get that. Why are they keep talking about Dane Cook? What does that have to do with serial killers? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, that place can't really be called Labone Nut, can it? Is that a Googling it? And then they're like, oh, it's very close though. Oh, oh One letter off. Um, but Betty... Is being lobotomized, but she has the most hilarious, like, not, like, dots, not dots, but, like, uh, things on her forehead to indicate that her, like, where her head... Is it just, like, a dotted line? Yeah, it's a dotted line, but I'm, like... Like a cartoonish dotted line. I'm, like, Edgar, are you being precise? Like, this is... (laughs) Like, like, I don't get it. Bugs Bunny sets traps, those are the dotted lines he uses. Exactly. But can we talk about how Edgar is, like, a full-on fucking snack still? He, like, doesn't wear cult man clothes. He just wears, like... You know, like, good clothes. He looks comfortable all he, the time. He looks comfortable, but, like, he doesn't wear, like, Manson. Like, he doesn't have a Manson beard. He just looks, like, good. He's, he's very clean-cut for a cult leader. Yeah, but he still has, like, that cool thing, like, on the face, like, the stubble, but, like, he's got the sandy blonde right, hair. Right, right. Well, you know, what, you know, you know how they did that? He's they cast Chad Michael Murray. Right, I do see this. Um, so, basically... Edgar is interrupted by uh, Penelope Blossom, who's coming in and is like, heard you were selling organs. Um, That's totally chill. I want to buy a bunch of organs wholesale. And so I was like, Penelope Blossom is eating people. That was like my first thought. This is the thing that she's done the whole time. Yeah, I was like, she's making a Frankenstein of Jason. I I also thought (laughs) that for a minute. But it's also because I was going to that immersive theater show. Where it was about Frankenstein. Uh, oh, okay. That's, so I was like... Oh, that would be cool if that one was in an operating theater. That, yes, that show. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. It's like, what's the point? Yes. It was a very low-budget production. Great. But, but it was still... It was fun. Wait, wait. By this point, is the farm... Like, we're all gonna ascend. Is that I happening yet? I don't think that's yet? happened yet. No? So then, 
they go to the Maple Club, yeah. right, and talk to the fully clothed prostitute, <laughs> whose hair has gotten bigger also. <laughs> she's literally but in, she's wearing like a sh- mustard shirt, pants. And, a, and a, like a turtleneck. And a turtleneck. All, at all times. And she's like, Do you people could see my ears before. That was too much. Let me yeah. grow my hair out really long. What if an L.D. Blossom's goal is like sex work, but it's sex work that is like classy sex work? I wonder so if no she's one is like, naked ever even during If she sex. tells men it's sex work, she can just have women like hurt men and be like, isn't that hot? And they'll be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like they don't actually know any better. Right. They're like, I thought this was my BDS. I guess fantasy. this is a kink. Right. Uh, I don't really, I'm not really feeling it. Didn't have any of the good parts, but I paid for it. Yeah. So, so it must be a thing that's worth it. That's like the, um, what is that called? The bias that you have after you spend a lot of money on something. For example, like anytime oh, shoot, I. That is a thing. Yeah. It's like anytime I get like a 12 hour smoothie, I'm like, it's good and I feel better now. Like, <laughs> my cold is gone. <laughs> the consumer bias? I forget what it's called. Psychology, tweet at us. Um, but that's what I imagine everybody at the mobile club is like. It's uh, so expensive, so it must be good. It must be the best. <laughs> it must be the best. So, but Drughead's um, like, hey, does Penelope Blossom have a have a redhead? No, a redhead guy, and she's like, yeah, her son Jason. Why is she at? Why would you bring your son? To this prostitution right, brothel, right? Right, where everyone lives in the town that was rocked by your son Jason's death. Why? Right. Like, and this is Jason. <laughs> that is also confusing. So I was like, okay, but that was a year ago when that was in a newspaper. I remember. That's not. No, look, his hair's red. This is my son Jason. Who else in town has red hair other than Archie? I don't want to hear your Archie Andrews. There's so many, so many people in Riverdale that have red hair. Including Evelyn, who's in the next scene with Edgar. <laughs> so Evelyn oh. and Edgar are talking in the hallway, and Edgar. She is, still calls him daddy. Yes, that's she not. Does. That's not like a I'm playing his daughter act. She calls him daddy. <laughs> They're alone all the time. <laughs> oh my god! It's so weird. Edgar also calls Alice sister, and I know that's probably supposed to be more of like a religious thing. Yeah, sister like, wife. Sister wife, but there's no such thing as a daughter wife. Like that's also weird. Like. Man, I guess, yeah. It's all what you would say. Don't kink shame. No, you can kink shame. I mean, I'm not going to kink shame in general, but I think we can kink shame in this situation where it's a child bride of an older man who's a child who's stealing kidneys and keeps calling him daddy, even though she's she's 27. Yeah, but how long do you think they've been together? Uh, Presumably nine years exactly. Okay, wait. So that's when it was legal. (laughs) That's what if she was. 27 now, and she was 18 when they married. She was watching him on One Tree Hill, and she was like, one day, one day, he will become a cult leader, and I will rise with him. (laughs) The perfect marriage. You know what? It is the perfect marriage. He seems... He seems like he's in charge of things. He has a big following. He's very charismatic. The power dynamics aren't great. Well, Because he runs the cult, and she's in the cult. Well, I like to think they kind of co-run the cult. A little bit. I think she could probably turn the like the teenagers against him. Yeah, because she's like, I'm one of you. Hey, kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, they're talking about Ascension. They're finally going to ascend, which if anybody's ever seen any movie... It means they're going to move upstate. It, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it means the, they're going to move up north right, to Canada. Right. 
Um, no, so this is like a Jonestown and also a Heaven's Gate, that cult. There's a lot of Heaven's Gate imagery. Do yeah. you know about Heaven's Gate? Is that the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid one? That's Jonestown. Ah. Let me tell you about the other cult that I'm okay. interested in. Heaven's Gate was... <laughs> Hold on, I want to analyze that <laughs> sentence. The other cult I'm interested in. So many cults. Imagine saying that ten years ago. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Anyway, but now we're very interested in this stuff. True crime is a, is a personality trait. I... I, for example, am very interested in the Heaven's Gate one because it is so batshit bananas on so many levels. They all died via poison, I believe, but they all wore matching identical white Nikes and, like, all white, and they, like, got in bunk beds, I think, and they just, like, died. Um, But they also had, like, three quarters or something, or 72 cents in their pocket, something like that. Like, a very specific amount of change because they believed and they were told that they had to pay, like, a fee, like, a toll um, to get to, like, this, like, alien planet that they were going to and that the fee was, like, 72 American cents. Yeah. Wow. So they all had, like, the same amount of change. I'm not getting vibes of that here. Well, you'll see it later. You'll see, like, all the white the white sneakers yeah, like everything. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. because, you know, they're they're moving to a different climate. And, uh, it's cold, and they no, all up, are... upstate white just it'll clash too much. So they gotta they gotta get some darker. So they they left their clothes behind. Why did they leave their identical clothes behind? Because they <laughs> like that's a weird like that's not that's not disgusting. They wanted to make yeah, Kevin so. feel as left out as possible when they oh, left him there. And we're not even wearing white anymore, <laughs> Kevin. You stay here. Poor Kevin. Oh my god. You have to be in the show another season. Oh, God. Oh, fucking hell, right? <laughs> oh, Constance Wu, what were you doing? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know what? Everyone has a bad day. I totally agree with Dislike. that. Dislike. But that was, yeah. Uh, Constance Wu, <laughs> Catherine Eagle walks so Constance Wu could run. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sending much love. I actually like you, Catherine Eagle, and I like you, Constance Wu. It's all fine. It's just... <laughs> It's hilarious. We have to get further in this episode. We have to. No, we're doing fine. How many have Oh, we're only 20 minutes in. Um, we're four this minutes into totally the This is totally normal for us. It's totally normal. Um, okay, so basically, Edgar tells Alice we're going to ascend. Um, he also says that Betty ran off with Tony Topaz, yeah, or the Topaz line. girl is what I think he refers to her as. Which is... Racist? I don't think it's racist. <laughs> I say a lot of things are racist. I don't think this is racist. Okay. I think I just forgot her name. Okay. But, like, um, she's called. He should know the names of the people in it. I mean, he's kind of, like, it's my like my head boss probably doesn't know my name. <laughs> I want to say Tamara? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. So Alice kind of gives a weird look, like, oh, shit, which is a slight indication of what's to come. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about that now, but yeah. it's a bold-faced lie to pretend that she's been playing this game the whole time. It is. But she's noticeably performing a different character in this episode. I have some thoughts on that, but anyway, and Cheryl is also there, and she's also like, oh shit. Anyway, and then uh, Veronica and her mom, Hermione, are at... uh, They're talking to a lawyer, right? Yeah, they're talking to a lawyer, and... Veronica now owns the Speakeasy and Pops. Right, and Archie owns... The El Royale. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe don't give kids small businesses. So like, I don't understand. Great. What, like, oh, wait. Does this lead straight into the Archie scene? It does. Yes. Mom, right. mom, I own the gym. She's like, forget about that. Are you dating Veronica or not? <laughs> she, Archie, she, I need to fucking know. <laughs> I love that she cares about what's important to everybody else as well. Oh, my son owns a small business before he's a teenager. Are you 
dating anyone or not. So at this moment, this is when Archie gets the package from Penelope Blossom. And this was when I was extremely confused about everything else that happened because it felt like we were in a dream sequence, but we weren't. Everyone was really there. I think it was very obvious that some scene was cut because don't you feel like it was very abrupt? Was I just not paying attention? Like, it felt like it was just suddenly like, what? Like, oh, there's like a thing from Penelope Blossom and now Archie has to go do a thing. But then Veronica's also there, and Betty's also there. I mean, Betty was kind of stolen. Oh, like, yeah, the mail suddenly arrives. Yeah. The mail arrives, and then suddenly we're just in a whole other show. You know what? Oh, but there was this scene. Did I miss the scene? Oh, I did miss the scene, where they're all sitting at Pops with their open invitations. So that's that was my fa- bad, right? This is why I usually run the show. I know. Do you want to run the show? No, no. I'm enjoying this a great deal. But are you enjoying this at the expense of our listeners? Because I don't want that. (laughs) Like, I just, I I just like to be the commentator. You know, things... (laughs) So. I want to do the fun stuff. I want to do the fun stuff and none of the work. That's pretty much what Archie I want. gets a letter in the mail, and he it's uh it's from the Gargo King asking for Team Diner Booth to Team uh, Diner Booth. That's we're gonna work on that to, okay. to uh, meet up at a, at a location for an ascension ceremony. This is why you run the show. This is why, John. Uh. One day I'll be confident in my abilities. These kids. You know what I think, though? It does feel abrupt. Because, like, this isn't like the show had... It it doesn't feel like this episode is the culmination of everything that's happened before. It's not like, ugh, we were always headed here, you know? Right, yeah. Because of the actions we took, it had to be now. It just felt like someone was like, season finale. All right, time to do the thing. Yeah. Send them letters. Bring them here. We're going to reveal the truth. and Let's just move on. We got to... We gotta yeah. get we gotta send them on a long hike. Oh yeah. Well, we don't know how long the hike was, right? Because uh, it could have been a three o'clock in the morning. Anywhere dinner. from like eight hours to. I hope they told people one. where they were going. You know, like I hope that like Mary was informed. But the gargoyle king told them not to do that. Probably. But anyway, Betty wakes up in bed, and I was like, oh, for yeah. sure, this is a dream sequence. Yeah, because when Penelope Blossom said buy in bulk, we didn't know that meant a human living body. Right, which was hilarious and honestly, like, good. So this is kind of... Genuinely shocking also that Chad Michael Murray would give Betty up when he worked so fucking hard to get her there. Why did he? Because we still don't know. Weren't you after Betty, Chad? Yeah, I thought that... Yeah, but she can do nothing for him except for be a kidney. Maybe, Maybe that's enough. He just wanted... Her kidney. A brain? No. He was going to cut her head open. You know, I wonder if... What does he need with a brain with the serial killer gene? What if that was the point? Maybe it's like she had that gene and he was going to sell it to science. But, like, that was a cut scene or something. Boy, I just would love to have that be, like, an actual thing someone said. Anyway, Betty's dress looks great. For some reason, yeah. Penelope really wants her to she, be... She needs to dress everyone up because that makes it more gothic. Yes. Honestly, really here for her Crimson Peak vibes. She's uh, she's all in. Yeah. Her personality. So basically, it's a dinner party where Archie looks it's ridiculous. A, yeah. and Jughead looks pretty good. Veronica looks pretty good. Archie looks silly, but it's okay. And Penelope's serving reveals. She is serving reveals. That's a good Penelope. You might be the Penelope. The Penelope? That might be your thing. She, okay, so she like she's like, why you? 
You're the children of the original Midnight Club. Except for all the other ones. Except for, you know, Cheryl and Reggie and Kevin and... Josie. Josie. Josie was definitely there. Like, she was... Like, four of them were definitely there. Like, you could argue that, like, Reggie's dad was kind of, like, in the... He wasn't really in the Midnight Mm -hmm, Club. But mm -hmm. Josie and Kevin were definitely in the Midnight Club. Right. So... Right. But she's like, but not them. (laughs) Not them. Just you. They're the B team. I want you to... (laughs) Is Cheryl the B team? That's a thing I've been thinking about a lot. Cheryl... I mean, Cheryl doesn't get to sit at the booth. Yeah, Cheryl's if not... You're not... If you're not in the booth, you're B-team. She's not a core four, so she's B-team? Yeah. So then it's like, are Josie and Kevin, like, C-team? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair that that's how it works, but... No, but we think it's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate more than it is fair. So then out walks... Sister something something. Sister Anne? Sister murdery nun. Sister... Sister murder nun comes yeah. in filling up glasses... She's like, I killed all the other nuns. <laughs> I thought she Mer! died too, but I guess she didn't die. Also, like, it wasn't suicide. It was me. That's Actually, really... doesn't Penelope take credit for the nuns? Well, it's the poison thing, yeah. Yeah. But I think God, that... she loves poisoning people. So she's been poisoning people the whole time. Right. I guess the implication is that she was the original Gargoyle King. Yeah. But they don't say it for sure. They don't say it, which I thought was a little strange. Mm-hmm. They don't really make that very clear. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. Oh. Maybe. I Last don't know. Last time we recorded, you were very upset at the notion of the Gargoyle King remaining a secret. <laughs> That's true, I was. But I'm... Uh, I don't know. I feel like, I guess... Did we find out who killed the principal? I guess we did. No. It, I think it's implied that it was Penelope. Yeah. But why? I don't know. <laughs> or or could it have been Hal? No, dude. Really? No. When has Hal killed anyone with poison? I don't know. I guess it was her. You know but what But Hal walks in, yeah, as so does the Cargo King, who really likes to whip those curtains back <laughs> when he walks into a room. Yeah. So this was my favorite thing. Oh, dead nuns. Yep. Penelope's dress, by the way, let's just talk about it. Amazing. It looks... Literally dressed to kill. She looks great. I love her style. If I could pull that shit off. But basically, she turns to Jughead and she's like, Hellcaster, why don't you exposition? You know, it's a shame that, like, Cheryl doesn't get to be in this scene, because now both of her parents have, like... Nobody has good parents on this show. I know, show. but, like... I've been thinking about this. She doesn't get to reckon with this moment at all. Anyway... Uh, Cheryl's got her own yes. fucked up shit. Jughead decides to pull a Spock slash Sherlock Holmes quote out, where it's like, uh, once you uh, once you eliminate the impossible, impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. And he stands by, Jason Blossom is dead, which in this creepy universe is, frankly, it's a strong stance to take. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, nobody's really dead on Riverdale except for Jason Blossom, who's definitely really who's dead. He's definitely dead. Yeah, he's the Uncle Ben of the show. Oh. Uh, so he figures out that whoever the black or uh, the Gargoyle King is must have a connection to both Hal Cooper and Penelope Blossom, and he's like, "It's it's Chick Cooper who has no connection to Penelope Blossom." And Hal just wanted to kill him. Hal hated him the entire time last season. Yeah. Hal was like, "That kid's uh, I don't I don't want him in my house." <laughs> From the first moment he saw him. <laughs> now he's like, "That's a kindred spirit right there, huh?" Huh? He's like, "You know what? That, that, you know what? Hal had an arc this season. Okay? 
Hal went from being evil, but also kind of like exclusive, and now he's <laughs> he made a friend. He made a friend. Uh, Hal. Yeah, you're really, it, you're really getting out there, expanding your social circle. It's hard to make friends as an adult. Chick's got red hair now. I kind of like it, and he also does look a lot like uh, Jason Blossom with I, red hair. And I significantly <laughs> de-agree, disagree. I'm not saying he looks like his His twin. eyes are three times bigger. <laughs> Everyone's eyes are smaller <laughs> than Chick's. Unless your doctor... No, whose eyes are bigger? Chick's eyes? Miss Grundy's. Miss Grundy's eyes? Her eyes were not that... Her eyes were big. Her eyes were big, but more like... Zoe Deschanel big, not like scary big. Just wide. Just wide. Hal just seems like his stature does not seem serial killer esque. It's uh, it feels like the serial killer was the one who walked in the room, and then you know Lachlan showed up to th- up to set, and they're like, all right, now you pull this mask off, you do the rest of the scene. Right, exactly. Like he's just he just seems like a dad. And it's so funny that he's like, I'm on a mission to cleanse this town, and now this season Penelope's like, no, you'll work for me. He's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. So he's just. He was the person in the thing. He was the person at prom. He, he just was a yeah, murdery the, man. And the they whole just, time. they just, you know, he he likes wearing a mask when he does it. I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I kind of get that because it's like part of the thing. Like he's yeah. not Hal Cooper the murderer. He's the Black Hood the murderer. But man, Penelope's dress. Can we just go back? She looks amazing. I just scrolled through the episode, and she just stood up, and it revealed all this detail. It's, like, lace, and it's, like, cool. And then she has a little coat later on. Uh-huh. Because the idea is they're going to play one final game. All of them, together. They're going to play G&G. Joke's on her. They're best friends, and they love games. And they love games. They've been playing this murder yes, game the she, whole time. She is all set to hunt the most dangerous game, man. I love they that They have to story. escape through the woods. And she's going to be chasing them with the Black Hood and the Gargoyle Gang. But not chasing them that hard. No, but they got, like, sticks. But they're not, like, in pursuit. It's not like they got ahead of them. They also have to play right. these games. Right, yeah. You got you to gotta take on her, her, her challenge is three. Right. Her cha- challenge is three. Can you do the voice? My challenge is three. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. Okay. I really think... <sighs> amazing. You found your skill set. Like, so the Gargoyle Gang are the drug kids... Sure. Why not? So the whole time, the drugs and Penelope were connected because... Sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah, they don't really ever explain that. Well, like, the first time around, it was... In the middle there, it was Tallboy. Yes, it was. And then... Then there was, like, Kurtz and his gargoyles, who were definitely following the true gargoyle king. Which is Penelope. Which is Chick. Which is Penelope via Chick. Yeah, but, like... No idea how all those things got muddled up in the middle. Right. You know, the the reveal works now and connected back to the beginning of the season, but not the middle of the season. It kind of does connect, though, back to the Jason Blossom murder in a way that I appreciated. I think this is a show where they figure out point A and point B, but then they kind of let you do whatever you want in the middle. Yeah. As long as you can somehow find your way back to point B. Okay. And that's why the middle of the seasons is always just kind of like, how, what's happening? But you wanted to, because of these things, like, 
they, they, that's why the first couple episodes and the last couple episodes are always probably the strongest parts of the seasons because those are the ones they really know going right. in. Right, Which And then sense. they kind of let them do whatever they want and then they realize they're lost halfway through and they're like, oh, we got to tie these things back together, but we have to satisfy audiences. So we have these fake, fake out endings in the middle. Right. It must be very hard to have these, to work on this kind of a 22 episode show. Yeah. It's with one mystery. I was like just that. reading a pretty good thread on Twitter um, about this guy who's like, there's two different kinds of writers. There's plotters and planters. And planters will just like plant fully formed characters and just see how they grow, see how they interact with things. They don't really have an end goal in mind. Plotters have the end goal in mind and then will kind of bend the characters to try to get there a little bit. He was talking about Game of Thrones, how George R. R. Martin was a planter and that's why those first seasons of the show felt like that. Right. But D&D... The, the two guys, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Wise, are plotters. So when they had to take... They call they, when them they had D&D? To, p- apparently people online call them D&D, which yeah. is confusing for me because right, I think Dungeons and Dragons. I'm but sure they, that's on purpose, though. When they had to steer the ship, they were plotters. So they were like, you know, we can end this show in 14 episodes. Right. And they figured out each point that happens there to get to the ending they want that'll be, quote-unquote, subversive. What do you think it'll be? Listen, I think the plot, the, the the way it should end is that the Iron Throne is destroyed and no one uh, rules the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, why can't everybody just, like, individually states rule? Each, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, because the quest for power. It's power, yeah. That's annoying. Right. People are so fucking annoying with that. Yeah, because, like, the, the thing that will make for a better world would probably be, like, a democracy or something. But. Right, and then if they're like, we're going to implement voting... We're going to give the power back to the yeah, people. That's happen. not why we watched the show. Okay? It was just, yeah. Anyway, Penelope, she, in many ways, is the Cersei of the show. Right? I don't watch Game of Thrones, really. No. The Daenerys? No, no. The Jon Snow? I'm going to stop you. The Tyrion? I'm telling you to stop. Ramsay Bolden? Oh. She's no one. She has no analog. Fine. Well, she's playing Cersei the game. loves her children. That's why she can't be Cersei. Oh, I see. Yeah. Penelope, no. no. She does not give a fuck. Well, she loves Jason. Yeah, yeah, Cersei loves all of her children. Okay. She's a better mom than Penelope. Write that one down. She's a better mom than Penelope. Penelope, not a good person. Not a good not person. Not a good mom. Happy no. Mother's Day, Penelope. <laughs> right. Anyway, so they find these things on the trees, right? Yes. And they're like circles with arrows. I just don't know why they choose to play the game. Uh, murder, being murdered immediately. The Fair threat enough. of that also. Yeah, but like, that's what all the steps in the game are also. And then basically it cuts back to Cheryl in the farm being like, yo, let's get out. I love how Kevin and Fang is like, are, we don't know what to do with them when it's like leading into the scene. They're like playing hacky sack or they're doing that hand thing they did yeah. back in the musical episode. They're adorable. Like they have no interior lives. So <laughs> like they the were show just... is like, dude, what do these guys do when they're left unsupervised? I don't know. Hacky sack? Hacky sack? Yeah, okay. So, but basically they take Cheryl. It's now my headcanon that like Kevin and Fangs are like really into hacky sack though. <laughs> like they watch YouTube videos on their free time the and like practice do. and they're, they're like, oh, I can't wait this new move and I can't wait to show them. That's adorable. I love that so much. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. So uh, the gang is. Oh my God, is it the first challenge? It's the first challenge. Oh my God. They hear a bear roar. <laughs> and I, I was so hoping. I was like, oh my God. 
Archie's Ar- gonna fight the bear. And Archie says, <laughs> like they not spent all again. season, but yeah, putting up the CGI so Archie can fight <laughs> the bear. It's like not again. And then it pans down to like this f- ring of fire crater almost, with like a, an eight foot tall muscle bound guy wearing a bear skin. <laughs> And you know what, though? It's great. But all the characters act like, this is the bear. (laughs) What if it's like, use your imagination? (laughs) There's only two solutions. One is that the show just wants to be like, no, that's a a bear. That's a bear. You're wrong. Come on. That's clearly a bear. Why are you you seeing that? That, You're weird, okay? We put a bear on the screen. (laughs) Or... Is it not a good enough bear for you? Archie was never attacked by a real bear, and there was just this guy in the woods those days, that day. What if that was the thing? What if he was, like, serial killer, but he's a bear? And Archie's been trying to explain to everyone by just describing a bear very loosely, like, like describing this guy very loosely, and everyone's just like, right, a bear. He's like, no, it wasn't just a bear. You know, the claws and the... And the, and the thing. And the fur. But it was, like, eight feet tall. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, Archie beats up Bear Man. I don't know how, but he does. Um, and then we get back to the farm. Right, and these challenges are supposed, to, are supposed to prove that they're better than Riverdale? Yeah, but they're really just... What does this prove? Proves that Archie's stronger than a guy in a bear costume? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's really just... What is the arc here? But think about it. It works perfectly for Penelope, who's kind of a hypocrite and doesn't make any sense anyway. Like, how she hates, like, the fact that Cheryl dates women. It's not even, like, a game. No, it's not a game. But she. There are trials, but, like. I just. I don't know what we're trying to prove here. What these mean. Murder children. But they don't mean anything, because Archie's doing the same thing he would have been capable of doing at the start of the season. We haven't seen him get better at fighting, he's won every fight. But isn't he stronger on the inside now? Is he's he? He's fighting for different things now. Don't you think? No. No. Okay, well, he's fighting a bear, okay? And it's cool, and it's a set piece, and we're going to move on. <laughs> anyway, then we're back on the farm, and Cheryl is yelling at Edgar, but do you remember why? Uh, yeah, because of the body she found. Oh, that comes in this a part of it? Well, Well, Alice goes to Edgar and is like, what we doing, right? He's, like, moving upstate. Yeah, he's like, we're ascending. And she's like, cool, 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 cool. KKK. Let me just write um, this in my journal. And, and yeah, and then Shell comes in, right? Yeah, because of the body she found. Is that in that episode? You, yes. So when we were joking earlier about, like, <laughs> oh, man, maybe for Cheryl it's just... <laughs> They're just, they're just swinging a dead body around on a rope at the end of the hallway <laughs> while she's hypnotized. True. That's what was happening. <laughs> there was no rope, and I don't think it was flying. And she was but... like, Jason! Jason! <laughs> uh, like, and then a guy's just like holding a body. <laughs> they're weakened at Bernie's and Jason's body. To, to be fair, that's terrifying. <laughs> and I'm not really sure how she didn't see that his lips but were so dead. My favorite thing is that... When they're not using the body, they just kind of leave it on a chair in that room. Right, right. Like, ah, the body will be here when we come back. Can you imagine, though? I mean, that was truly the scariest moment I think I've ever seen on Riverdale. Like The dead it, body, the that's face, creepy. like a gross face. Yeah. It's just, it's more unsettling of an idea. Like, imagine it's like your beloved yeah, family. Underwater zombie Jason also looked pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's different. Gross. It's like just the idea of this. No, no, I, do you think they stitched his mouth shut to, uh, to be like, see audience, he'll never speak. Maybe. 
Probably. What if it was just for us? It was just for us. It was just for us. We'll never hear his Gilbert Gottfried. My name is Chase. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Yeah, Uh, and she's very mad at Edgar for... Which is, uh, I feel like, reasonable. For, you know, digging up her brother's body. Yeah, it's a fucked up thing to do. (laughs) But I don't remember what, what she does with that. She just yells and then they take her away. Oh, the orderlies take her away? Yeah. It's like, meh. Then we go back to the gang in the woods for their is next Is it chalice challenge. time? Um, it is chalice time. And basically the idea is that uh, Veronica and Betty have to play a game of spin the bottle where there are like six chalices. They each spin. They drink the one that the cup is on. And then... Um, the and then one, one of them, them is poison. One of them is poison. The <laughs> nice thing about this is Veronica's like, I'm having like deja vu. And what she means is when in the first episode, she and Betty played um, Spin the Bottle for what's, Archie. What's the deja vu here? The deja vu is they're playing Spin the Bottle again. The deja vu is that when they were playing that game of Spin the Bottle in the past, there were five good options and one really bad option. <laughs> Who's the really bad option? Archie, clearly. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at what's happened in this That's instance. true. What if nobody talked to Archie? <laughs> What if Archie were just a loser? What if he like would we be in hot? this situation? What if Archie never got hot? Think about all the problems that would have been solved. Uh, he wouldn't be dating Veronica. He wouldn't be dating Veronica. He also would never have probably dated the hot teacher. Do you think sometimes Fred Andrews is like, I regret making him look that good for, yeah. after that summer? Right, exactly. I regret uh, making him burn, not burn, uh, work, do, work break rocks. Yeah. Break rocks is what yeah. they kept saying. I was like, literally? Do you have to break rocks? So they kind of just go back and forth, and it's, like, very stressful each Obviously. time they drink, but, like, nothing Anytime happens this has happened to me, over and over stressful. again. So it's just six beats of, they're fine. They're fine. Well, you know, it's tense because it's, like, once everybody's fine, they assume that, they assume the poison is going to, like, kill you right away. Right, I wouldn't right. have assumed that. I would because every instance of poison we've seen this season has immediate. been immediate. I like but the idea it was slow acting. I, I hate that Penelope just appears here because it kind of gets rid of that whole sense of they're out in the woods looking for you. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, and now I'm here. You're both dying. Proceed. I didn't think that they were not. I didn't think they were searching for them. I thought it was more like that they were um, that they were keeping a close watch on them as, to make sure they move through. Oh, I got stations. the I got the, the sense that they had to also move fast because these guys were on their tail the whole time. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that. But this leads into a great scene where Archie and Veronica confirm that they are, in fact, Endgame. Poor Reggie. Poor, poor Reggie. They're by the Sabrina tree. Yeah, that's the same tree from Sabrina, right? No, it's not. What? It looks just like It looks a lot like it, but the scary tree from Sabrina is bigger, isn't it? Is is there a bigger tree than that? Look at that thing. (laughs) It's more like it has a short trunk and long arms. Okay. I think it's the Sabrina tree, though. Listen, Reggie... Poor oh. Reggie. Poor, poor Reggie. Who, who wants this so badly? Veronica and Archie. Like, I was pretty on board with them at the start of the show, but dude, it is done. <laughs> Come on. Let it go. I mean, they keep being put in situations where they're almost dying together, or like they're in like great peril Archie, legally together. you just fought her dad. I don't get it. I don't get how you could date someone who was very chill with their dad sending you to prison. Yeah. Like, she wasn't chill with it, but No, like, I mean, she was like, I gotta she was get upset, out of there. But, like, but it wasn't like, oh, dad, like, I'm never gonna speak to you again because you wronged Yeah, you get out of prison, him. and she's still living with him. Yeah, and also is, like, pretty chummy with him. Yeah. 
Also, can we stop pretending that Hermione is a good person when she murdered oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I know that's later in the episode, but, but like, when, when <laughs> like, it's like, Veronica, get me out of prison. I'm like, no. No, you deserve very this much This whole to be family in there. deserves jail. <laughs> Maybe that will help them redeem their ways. But anyway, poor Reggie. Reggie's yeah, not in great, this episode. Great. He can't. Thank even God, guys, fight. we saved Varchie. But They're back not. together. But maybe not forever, which I'm excited about. I mean, we don't know what anyone's relationship status is in spring of senior year. Yeah. So basically, uh, Alice and Cheryl uh, get together. Alice has Juniper, little baby. Where's Dagwood? Where's Dagwood? She's in the your, fire. She's with your mom. These so that's babies not bad. are not a year old, and that's no, a problem. It's weird, right? They don't look a year old. I'm not really sure if they're. I think they should be older than a year, because those babies were born <laughs> mid season two, right? No, mid season one. Are you sure? I. Thing. I don't think so. I think she's oh, still pregnant no. at the end of season one. Yeah. But like season oh. two, she just be like, I had them. Right. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> the crazy <laughs> things that the show put off screen that could have been episodes. Having babies. A quarantine. Do you remember when Polly came in to see Betty in like mid-season two? And Polly, and Betty was like, Polly, you're not pregnant. What happened to the babies? I had them. <laughs> Something like <laughs> that. No, it was so weird. You're right. That was a weird moment. It was like, I had them, babe. I, I remember how she said it, too. She's like, I had them, Betty, at the farm. Betty, forget about the fucking babies. <laughs> why Why is there making such a goddamn big deal? Oh my you gosh. gotta chill out with these goddamn babies. Uh, Cheryl has a nice moment where she's forced to carry a baby up a ladder. <laughs> like a really steep ladder. Probably wearing heels. Sure, like those Louboutins. Yeah. Uh, perfect for, what is it, so, wine, wine making? So Alice looks uh, really different here than she ever has looked before. So I think this is the moment where we realize that now that Alice, I, I never thought Alice was a... They um, didn't earn this twist at no, all. They didn't, but... They actively worked against it. Though I have been reframing some stuff in my head, and I could see if they had planned it, what would make sense. I think that they were trying... I think Alice was trying to keep Betty out of the cult. Fucking ridiculous for Alice. No, 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 she was not. You don't think so? Then we're all going to live together, you and me and Polly and Juniper and Dagwood, to sell the house? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Cheryl didn't have to sell her house to move in with them. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that was not very earned. No. Unless... Charles is going to buy them a nicer house with his FBI agent money. Whatever. I like Charles. I like new Charles. We don't know new Charles. Anyway, Nana Blossom is talking with poor Tony. Nana Blossom, the monster. <laughs> yeah. Nana Blossom, who, you Kinda know, caused all, caused all of this. <laughs> like, you have to stop Penelope. She's bad. Yeah, Nana, you enslaved her, essentially, and made her a child bride. You know, you ruined her, so. We should also kind of go back and just say that the reason Penelope is so angry is because after she told everyone that she was a child bride, they did not do anything. Oh, I thought it was like after after, uh, Cliff killed... Jason, no one reached out to me. It was both of the things. things The first thing she was like... You didn't feel bad enough for me. (laughs) But honestly, yeah. No one did. You didn't acknowledge my feelings. But to be fair, nobody was like, hey, um, counselor, 
we learned in detention something very disturbing about Penelope Blossom, that she was sold, essentially, from an orphanage to be the child bride of her brother. I think you should look into that. No uh, one did like, that. No, her mom's a sweet old lady, all right? <laughs> a bit weird, but, like, but she's sweet. lovely. She tells us her daughter's evil, actually. Yeah. And honestly, you know, Nana Blossom was not wrong. <laughs> so maybe she was just like, my son is evil. My new daughter is going to be my new sis, my new, what's it oh called? Daughter-in-law. Oh, man. It's a whole thing. Nana Blossom. Glass houses can't throw stones. No. No. Nana Blossom lives in a very She deserves house. to be in, like, a mental asylum. Oh. Uh, oh, no. Oh, She deserves so, to be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just lock her in, like, a room in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> just, like, and- put her in the bathroom and don't let her out for a while. <laughs> That'll like, be fine. take the chair away. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Let's, uh... Let's just make Nana Blossom's last days on Earth a little bit more painful to, you know, uh, absolve her. People are dead because of you, Nana. So many people. And then we have the next challenge, which is Jughead fighting Chick. But why? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, who are the characters on the show who go to the gym the least? Okay, let's... Chick looks like he's put on some muscle mass yeah, since they, last they we saw him. It's not that they're like, not good or in shape. Let's throw two twigs at each other. They are definitely in shape people, but they are not CW right. in shape. And I just... Why follow the rules at that point? If the Gargoyle King's right there, just everyone run in and beat him up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, poor, like... Also, it's, it's very... Because we didn't know it was Chick until now, we still mentally associate Chick with Betty. Chick right. is a Betty villain. The Gargoyle King is a Jughead villain. Now, we can know Chick is the Gargoyle King, but these two having a one-on-one fight doesn't mean anything because, A, it's the first time it's happening, right. and, B, we still recognize Chick's face in association with Betty. He is a final boss for her and not He's Jughead. He's a final boss. So, like, this isn't really a satisfying way to end the Gargoyle King is to have a planned fight between Jughead and Chick. They love fighting on this show. And Chick's shirtless. It's cold out. Why? Because he's like, they meet, he's like, see, it. I have abs now. I'm like you. I'm just like you. This is why I I got them from okay. wearing that costume. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy. It actually acts as like a strength workout every time I put it on. So basically, Jughead defeats Chick. Cool. I mean, cool. I guess we're done with Chick now, right? Yeah. We can be done. I, uh, is he dead? Uh, probably not. Jughead, like, I thought he was reaching for the axe. The axe was a cool addition to the fight, actually. If he, But instead he, like, picked up an animal skull and just, like, beat him over the head with it I, I think out. he's not dead. Maybe yeah. he's in jail, but he's of not all dead. All the people were dead this episode. Chick but isn't it. If he did that, he would have murdered Chick, and I feel like he, they're not going to do that. Like, that's a weird thing to bring up. Yeah. Um. So then they're walking through the woods. <laughs> Keep on walking. And meanwhile, the Pretty Poisons and Nana Blossom <laughs> are uh, are getting ready to basically uh, go in and help. It's their like friends. the serpents and the poisons, yeah, right? They're all one gang. Now. Yeah, the gangs they became one. The gangs all here. But Cheryl and Tony have a nice little reunion, which I appreciate. What do they say? Cheryl, Tony. No, Cheryl, baby! And then they get together, and it's nice. Right. Tony, like, runs back and finds everyone preparing for battle, and like, great, you're here. Suit up, we're going into battle. Love it. I love it so much. This uh, is another thing that frustrates me, is that every time they have a problem, there's like, well, let's just give Cheryl a bow and arrow and throw her at it. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, is it not the last episode? Then we can't do that. We can uh, only do that at the end <laughs> of the season or the beginning of the season. Those Never the in the middle. Those are the rules. You can't do bow and arrows in winter. I do love Meanwhile, the arrows skill. over there and be like, what are you, 
are you doing? That's well, our maybe, thing. Maybe like Arrow goes on hiatus and they get all the bows. Well, Arrow is ending next season, so then they can have all the bows. Um, Jughead and Betty kiss. Cool, that means so much. These two never kiss. They never kiss. Um, and Betty's final challenge. Oh, right, and Betty and Veronica are like dying by now. Yeah, Veronica more so because she drinks more poison because she loves Betty more. Yeah, so the the the... The challenge where Betty and Veronica both had to drink poison was technically only Veronica's challenge? Yes. Well, that's not fair to Betty. No, it's not. But Betty also is the show, so. so Betty, it's amazing how this is Betty's show when it's Archie Comics. Oh, that's Riverdale. Yeah. Betty gets her gun. Betty gets her gun, and so does the Black Hood. This is a very disturbing scene. He wears his hood to the scene to pull it off again. <laughs> he just wants everyone to know, Black Hood, me, same person. But he has to use the same hand that he holds a gun in to pull it off, because his other hand's a hook. It's, uh, I'm saying it's just goofy. It's a goofy. The Black Hood is the goofiest And villain. he's like, listen, you're either going to shoot me or I'm going to shoot your friends. No, he's going to shoot her. Her? Oh. He's going to shoot her, which I think is, like, insane. Yeah. Because of all the time they spent together. What does he want to happen here? Does he want her to not kill him? And then he's like, oh, she loves me. And then he kills her? No, I think... Does she want her... To kill him, and he's like, now you're just like me, and then he dies. That's what he wants. He wants her to... This is the only one that's a real challenge, because Betty has the best arc of the season. He wants... He wants her to kill him, or at least shoot him and try to kill him. This is the only one of these challenges that, like, works for the character. I think in his perfect world, Betty shoots him, but he's okay. And then he can be like, oh, see? (laughs) Well, I mean, she did shoot him in the leg. Yeah, well, she shot him in the hand, the other hand. Right. Yeah, it makes sense that he dies after this, because, like... What are you going to do with no hands, man? No hands, and also, please be gone. If only it was Hiram. If only Hiram could have been a part of this. That would have been perfect. Yeah, like, this would have been, imagine if this was, like, this was, at the end, they had to fight each of their person from the Legion of Doom. So, like, it was Jughead versus Penny, and, like, Veronica versus Sheriff Mineta, uh, Archie versus, versus Hiram. Or Veronica versus Hiram, whatever. And, like, everyone had to face down their demon, like, uh, like Betty does here. So Betty looks like a wreck once uh, Penelope comes in. She's like, oh, God, how right, you suck, right, and right. shoots him. No, wait. Veronica drank Betty's poison at the end there, right? Yes. So that's why she's dying faster than... Exactly, yeah. And then, yeah, Penelope just shoots shoots Hal. And then it's basically like, fuck you guys. And they're like, <laughs> we survived the night, but it's still dark out. And she's like, well, uh, I'm going to kill you anyway. And right. they run, and then the sun comes up. It's actually kind of a nice moment when they're running. Um, and then Cheryl is there with her pretty poisons and her bow and arrow. Shooting, Great. Shooting, How shooting. did they know where to go? I have no idea. Maybe they used Find My Friends on their phones. Wow. Great. It's a nice thing. Cool. They kill all of the Gargoyle gang members? I think they do. Yeah. They, they kill them. They do. Yeah. So And then they, they run to find the antidote. And it's like they're drinking it, like, as though you're, like, doing shots before right. going into, like, yeah. a bar or something. Right, in, like, the, in, like, what looks like prom outfits. Yeah, exactly. It looks like You want a gif of this, don't you? I want a gif of this so bad. If anybody wants to make me one, that would be amazing. Because it literally looks like a bunch of people, like, outside of a club, like, doing shots so they don't have to buy quick, drinks quick. at the club. It's great. Um, but, yeah, they survived the night. And hey, it's chill. That's the title. Hey, what? what? And then they go back to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy... Where Kevin's alone oh. with everybody's clothes because they all moved upstate and they wanted him to tell everybody that. <laughs> That's so shitty. Uh, uh, it's good for Kevin. Ultimately. And he looks so sad. 
It's really very upsetting for Kevin. The whole thing is extremely sad. This happened Did in a Fangs movie. Did Fangs move? I think Fangs, Fangs left. Fangs is gone. Polly left. It's implied, I think, that Polly and Alice left. Um. Well, they can't find Alice. Yeah. So, and they, I don't think they can find I think, I think Polly's all in. So when they ascended, they actually didn't mean die. I don't think they died. I think they want to imply here that, like, they committed suicide, but, like... But they didn't. There's a reason I'm joking, moved upstate. Like, right, yeah. They're, they're, they left. Yeah. But they're not gone. Right. You don't just off-screen and Chad Michael Murray's presence on this show. He's coming back. I'm curious how, but he is coming back. Maybe he's coming Maybe back... Maybe in sweeps of next season. Yeah. Like it's, when the Black Hood came back here. So we have a kind of an epilogue of a couple of days, I guess, after all of this. They're yeah. cleaning up all the Gargoyle King graffiti. No reason to suggest why killing chicken in the backwoods somewhere would make the town stop. Worshipping right. the Gargoyle Although King? I guess, not, not like, unless it's only the Gargoyle King that's putting that stuff up. But, like, some kids are going to still play D&D. Right. Well, if the game is so toxic, if the game is so toxic, it seems like the Gargoyle King's presence won't do much. Yeah. But sure, Gar- sure, Riverdale, it's gone. It's gone for now. <laughs> you know who's not gone? The dead body of Jason Blossom. Right. Who Cheryl... Cheryl kept. Kept. Mm. I hate this. This is disgusting. <gasps> it's it's great for, like, my horror sensibilities, because I, like, love how scary it is. But it says a lot of fucked up stuff about her character. She hasn't gotten healthier at all. She is a very broken, broken person. And we should all be very, very worried about Cheryl Blossom. Well, we get that moment every season. And then, you know, three episodes later, she's Cheryl Blossom. Yeah, so... Blossoming. What was last season? Was it when she burned down Thornhill? I mean, season two opens with, I'm in charge, mother. And then, like, four episodes later, it's like, Mom, you're ruining my life. Right, yeah. Yeah, but this is a problem. Like, you can't keep a body in your house. It's my favorite scene that I I don't support in any way. Next up is when, after... uh, after Cheryl, we check in with Hermione and Veronica. Hermione's on the phone, like, sad about something. And then FBI agent Rodelia comes in and, like, arrests Hermione. And I'm and she's like, like Veronica, help. And Veronica's like, I will. I love you. And the whole line's <laughs> like, why? I don't get let it. Let her go. Just, just Veronica, let them both be gone. Imagine how great Veronica's life could be with neither of her parents around. Well, Hiram is in his own prison. Which is great job, guys. Yeah, who decided that? Honestly, why wouldn't anybody be like, we can't send him to prison because he's just gonna. He owes. He owes prison. (laughs) And then they just be like, we'll send him to a different prison. I feel like due to a conflict of interest, you can't be. You probably shouldn't be in the prison that you own. It doesn't make sense, but neither does most stuff on Riverdale, so it's not like we're mad. Anyway, he's like, I'm not gone yet. And I'm like, but I was promised. <laughs> I was promised by but Noah. But you said. <laughs> you said he would be not on the show How anymore. many episodes do you think of season two or season four before he's he, out? He's never leaving, John. Prison? No, no I mean, I mean, when's he getting out of jail? Oh. Mid-season. I think sooner. Sooner. Episode one. Mija. <laughs> Mija, I bought another boxing gym. I'm going to fight Archie. <laughs> Don't we'll worry, I've turned now. the entire town into the jail, so now I can walk anywhere. Imagine, imagine if he just, like, engulfs the town. Welcome to Hiram Land. But at least Archie has a gym again. Great. Which Archie's like, and we'll make it a community center, which was kind of the idea behind Labone Nut last season. It was. And Mad Dog's still here looking Which means, like, I'll bet you next tight. season we do get Bad Times at the El Royale as a title. That's all I want. 
Um, and then we got Jughead and Betty. Betty's like, my mom's not here. Um, Jughead and Betty sit with a very blonde man. Right. Who looks not at all the same age as Chick. He looks Way 10 older. years older, at least. But he's got, uh, his eyes look similar to Lily Reinhardt's eyes. Yeah, they did a good job at casting it, but like, yeah, how this old guy's is like, Chick? hey. You remember all the terrible things your mom did this year? Like, um... Just kidding! <laughs> used, used your college money. Um, she was good. <laughs> she was working with the feds the whole time. We've been watching the farm. To which I would reply, and so does Betty, Fuck you! Yeah. Where the hell were you guys? Right, exactly. We didn't have an airtight case. What? The organs were easy to find. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just like... Well, that's right, because earlier Cheryl was like, look, the organs for uh, Fangs and, and Kevin. And they were gone. And they the organs like you wanted them to do to Betty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's like, A, your mom's cool. <laughs> She's also my B, mom. <laughs> we're going to find her. C, I'm your brother and you, your brother. Right. Hey, family. Family. So you guys dating is weird. He's very <laughs> chill about the whole thing. He's yeah. Like, oh okay. yeah, my mom is your mom. Do you do you remember when I did the comics connections for Chick? Yeah, and you said he was an FBI. Agent. He was I like, an, he was like a secret agent in the comics. So yeah. This, this was like, oh, that. All right, well played. Yeah, that works. Played show. I mean, I knew that he wasn't dead, right? I knew he wasn't dead. Of course, he not. looks nothing like the boy they said he was. No, could not be more different. Maybe that was also a lie. Yeah, probably. So but did like, Chick and Charles like when did, date? When did Alice know Charles existed for real? When did this happen? Maybe was this she... after Chick? Was it before Chick? If it was, then what the fuck? <laughs> no, I think what happened was I think at some point she joined. I think she joined the farm, and then at some point found her real son and then was like this was a missing piece so I don't need the farm I'm gonna help you take it down these these dots don't connect this, they don't this really but it's a is, fun surprise I do not accept this reveal this turn <laughs> this twist I do not accept it at all but Chick it sucks Chick's not cool uh, Charles, not around. Charles that's nice but shut up so are we just gonna call him Charles not Chick not oh, chic. we are never calling him Chick. <laughs> what if he That called? name has been ruined. What if he is chic? He's definitely going to go by Charles. Anyway, in the final scene, uh, the the um, the diner booth gang is sitting in the diner booth. We need a better name for that. My favorite thing is Veronica's like, yeah, that makes sense that your mom's secretly working for the FBI. Right. What? No, to which, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Anyway, they're talking about how great life is. You know, nothing's ever going to go wrong again. Thank God. Hey, let's, uh, let's clink some milkshakes to that. And then they flash forward. This to is spring the spring break from senior year. Which Archie. Is nine Veronica, months away, by the way. Betty. In only their underwear. Spattered with blood. Over a fire. Burning clothes. They got Jughead's hat. Betty tells Archie to throw in Jughead's hat. They're going to clean themselves off, and they will graduate and never speak of this ever again. Or they'll go their separate ways, is what they said. Right. And then we go back. And they're like, isn't friendship great? And that's the end of the season. So I loved the end. I loved, 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 loved the end. That was a great ending, yeah. If they can stick it, if they have a plan, it's going to be amazing. What if they straight up killed Jughead? Oh my god. What if, like, Cole Sprouse was like, I'm doing one more season. I will be dead, and then we're done. 
He's not, but like, what if? What if? I think I'd, I would only believe that if his movie career were taking off more. Okay, well, let's talk. Then he would constantly woo himself out of there. <laughs> oh God, let's talk. Uh, let's talk prom king, prom queen. Uh, sure, prom king. Uh, I would rather give it a Jughead. Okay. Because he figures it out. He figures it out, I agree. Yeah. What about prom queen, Betty? Or actually, Veronica. I think Veronica deserves it this time. I'd give it to Betty for not killing her dad. I would have killed her dad. She should have killed her dad. Yeah, she shot him in the leg. She should have killed her dad. She absolutely should. She shot him in the hand, and she should have absolutely killed him. Did Penelope Penelope live? Yeah. Wow, throw her under the bus. Yeah, definitely throwing her under the bus. I hope they caught Chick. Damn. Yeah. What uh, what do we do now? Rumor mill? Yeah, I don't have any pop culture connections. So rumor mill, what do you think's happening in that flash forward? Well, I know I think I know what they want us to think, which is that Jughead's dead and they killed him. But, but Jughead's wouldn't... probably just off screen be like, He's Hey, like... I'm dealing with that other stuff. Thanks for burning my clothes for me. Exactly. What my hat? Come on, guys. Right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. They're not gonna kill Jughead. Do you think You want them to kill Hiram, right? That would be my fucking dream. But I think that they're going to kill, like, maybe Edgar or Chick or Penelope or something like that. But this is, like, the same thing that happened on Pretty Little Liars, right? So on Pretty Little Liars season seven, it opens with a flash forward of them, like, burying a body. And they're like, if we don't do this, we're going to go to jail forever. Um, And then it's like you actually see what happens. And you're like, you absolutely would not have gone to jail forever. (laughs) Um, But. Yeah. I mean, the only way. If they killed someone and it wasn't an accident, why? You know? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love the idea that they maybe killed Jughead. That's so fun. I I don't know. I think it's interesting that they all stand kind of far apart from each other. We're yeah. not really sure what anyone's relationship is at that point. You know, there's no one holding hands. Yeah, I think Varchi is dead in that scene. I hope so. I know. Uh, I hope they're all dead. I mean, what? What if they were all dead the whole time? What if this is like a... a it reminds me of a thing Arrow did in season four. It kind of comes out of the gates with like, we're not going to be as dark anymore uh-huh. kind of thing. Like, now I'm, I am the green arrow now. I'm going to be a hero, whatever. It, and was then he not the green arrow? He was First he was the hood, then he was the arrow, then he was the green arrow, and it's all dumb. Okay. They're like, because uh, that show has a weird run, and I loved, I'm going to write a whole thing about it on my blog. But okay. The point is... Uh, then it cuts to, like, and it's, like, months later, uh, and he's standing in front of a grave, and they don't show you who's, who's buried in it, and he's like, I'm going to kill him. Who did this to you? Oh, nice. To be like, just kidding, it's still gonna be Arrow. It's still gonna be Arrow. And then they kept flashing forward to that, that day, to be like, oh, there's Felicity, so she's not in the grave. So, like, there goes your major theory. Until they finally revealed who died. It's a very how-to-get-away-with-murder type of a arc, or a type of a story structure. Or, or a How I Met Your Mother, when they kept flashing forward to the wedding. Right, yeah. Like, every every season be like, oh, right, it's this day in the future we're building to. Yes, but also, I think that this is more like how-to-get-away-with-murder, because there's murder. And they're getting away with it. And, and they're also literally in the woods burying something, burning something, which is exactly like how-to-get-away-with-murder. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually extremely similar to what if about. here's an idea. Okay. Right. 
They went on like a wild ride during spring break. They broke into a convenience store and stole a red slushy machine. Okay. Then they kind of they go for it. They get into a car accident. The slushy machine breaks. They're slushy on everything. All of their clothes and stuff. Okay. They're, they know. If anyone finds them, they'll be like, that sticky substance, you're the guys who stole that slushy machine. You're going to jail. So they quickly they run into the woods, and they strip down to their underwear. And I really, yeah, you're right. Jughead is putting the, the car with the slushy machine into the water. He's done it before. He knows how this works. While everyone burns his clothes for him. They're going to gather back together, and you know what? They're going to graduate. They're going to go their separate ways. And that's just a fact. <laughs> that's just, that's how life's going to be from then on, because they, they did this horrible, terrible thing by stealing a red slushy machine. You know, what darkness lurks in the heart of man? <laughs> I I didn't realize it was going to go that far. Next season, woo! I'm excited, though. I'm really excited. I really hope, I'm not saying that I don't have faith that they don't know where they think they're going, but I hope that wherever they're going, they're going to go there. You know? Yeah. I hope that, like, this is where they go. You know? To steal red slushing machine? Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%, I hope, dude. I hope they have a plan, and I hope they execute that plan, because it seems cool. Yeah, I'm stealing slushing machines is hard. Yeah, okay, this will be the thing now. From now on, it's only slushy jokes. They gotta, they gotta get it for the for the food court in Hiram Land. And what if it just is a full-blown Hiram Land now? Oh, man, if they kill Hiram, if they drown him in that slushy, be a lot of, What a day. What a day. What a day. Uh... All right, uh, what are you, hey, what are you excited about for our summer break? What are you going to do? Oh, my God, yeah, I feel like I have a busy summer. My family's going to be here a lot. My sister's moving here. Um, what else is fun? Um, I'm going to Europe. Um, I'm sure there's going to be good movies. What about you, John? I'm excited to move. Yeah, you're moving. John's... Oh, I'm sorry. In John, like two weeks. I'm, the only thing I'm excited for is John moving a couple blocks away from me. That's the only thing that matters. I'm excited for my friend's wedding. Oh, yeah. That's I'm gonna be, not excited for that. It's going to be pretty great for, for me, you know, to not be here on June 23rd, precisely. Yeah, fuck you. That's fine. I wasn't here for your birthday, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And now we're even. Fine, I did get you birthday truffles though. I, oh, so I have to get you something for your birthday? No, I'm not saying you get me anything for your birthday. I'm for my birthday. I'm I just mailed you a gift. I at least tried to be there in spirit. Um, you don't have to get me anything. Totally fine. Oh my god! You really don't have to get me anything. I'm not kidding. You really don't. Um, but I, it's okay that you're not there for my birthday. That's <laughs> fine. I feel like you're just, guys, you're witnessing something very sad. I'm very upset John's not going to be here for my birthday. You guys will, though, right? Right? You're not going to leave us, right? Not for season four, right? Right? Oh, shoot. Are we going to do anything about Katie Keene? Please, we can only do one podcast. (laughs) We really can only do one podcast, John. (laughs) Oh, one thing that we actually will have to do is if we if it does come back, is Scream. I don't think that's ever coming back. It has to. They I think shot that, it. I think they're just going to dump all that footage in a in a hole somewhere. I think that they're going to put it online eventually, at least. Maybe. Kiki Palmer's in it. A lot of... Tyga is in it. I, I know, right? I, feel, I honestly feel terrible for the kid who got that, like, lead role who wasn't anyone uh-huh. big. Because, like, mm. Kiki Palmer's going to be fine, but, like... like, like this is my big break. And, and then... And then Harvey Weinstein ruins everything. Mm. I get that. It's funny how that keeps happening. 
Anyway, guys, what are you excited for? How did you guys like this season of Riverdale? We have so many thoughts, and we can't wait to hear yours. Wow, that sounds so professional. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, like, link, subscribe. What did they say? <laughs> Rate, review, uh, subscribe. Hit that bell so that you can get a notification every time we upload. <laughs> yeah, hit that bell. Do, 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 do. Hit the bell. Um, that's, that's the sound effect it makes every time. Totally, 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 totally. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We want to be endgame with you. Right. Our audience. Yep. We want to be your Varchie. We want to be your Bughead? Fine. We want it, We want you guys to listen to us for a long time, as long as you guys want to do that, and uh, we want to do that. If you're cool with it, we're cool with it. Consensual. You know, we don't want to rush into yeah. anything. Podcast listening consent. Absolutely, is yeah. We're. We want you to know that we're okay with it, if you're okay with it. Anyway, I think this is a good time to say for the last time this season. Uh, where where can they find you? God damn it, John! <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. And you can find my dog at Stall the Mystery Pup on Instagram. What about you, Don? You can find me on Twitter at John Padden. And you can find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W R Y. Wow, John. Such a good fun. Thanks. You, I, I cut you off. You were saying something very important. And... What was I saying? Oh, right. Um, over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>